we've got okay we can do this you and i are fine we're funny it'll be fine this episode has so much in it but everything's gonna be fine we're gonna punch it up Did and you it's just gonna say be good. i'm funny no i wow. said we're funny oh we the collective we i see you do most of the heavy lifting though true True. Yeah, this I all right. So <laughs> I have never smoked in my life. <laughs> oh my god. But after this episode, I genuinely felt like I needed a cigarette. I I was just about to say I need to go smoke a cigarette because I it just, is too much. I I have a feeling in the pit of my stomach right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I like I'm exhausted. Mhm. You know what? Before what, we even dude? get into what? before what? we even get what? into what? No, this is back to uh the last episode I was on. Brooks mm-hmm. back. It's a very funny one. You should go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um what? but I did your intro for you. Yeah, I know. And we said Yeah, oh, and you, you messed it up. Roll your eye. I, I remember because you made a mistake. I got like an A minus. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But anyway, I said, like, hey, people of the podcast, you mm-hmm. should call in and do the intro for Amanda. And no one did. And I'm, you know, shame on you, listenership. <gasps> That's so I didn't say that. Eli said that. Also, y'all wanted him back. So I didn't say one that. One very did. specific person apparently <laughs> wanted me back. I heard that review. I was like, oh, I have one fan. <sighs> Gross. Every the other It's not me. The other hundred plus people that listen to this podcast are all rolling their eyes, like, oh God, we're doing this again. again? And yeah. then that one person's just like, yay. yeah totally um yeah but i feel like i understand the like hesitation to send emails or send voicemails because it's like the feeling of anonymity of like who am i like this person who produces things doesn't care about my opinion yes we do yeah but i do i really genuinely do when i got my first voicemail i like cried it made me so happy because i was like oh my god somebody cares you know what i mean i'm not just like uploading it to the internet and just like hoping it works out like it's a back and forth conversation and i love them and i got an email um from a guy that works at like the coke factory explaining yeah something that i talked about about a coke product like i love that so if you feel comfortable with that you should. Yeah, take a shot every time I say I love that. You'll be dead 30 Not minutes. this episode. I didn't live, laugh, love this episode. I'll tell I, you what. Man. Okay, you ready to get started? Uh, yeah. Realskies? Yes. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> you gotta collect yourself. We should do this. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name's Amanda. I'm your host every single freaking week. This is your weekly disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, it's because she has a bell on her collar and she's too cute for me to take it off. You will not be able to hear her today, probably, because she is snoozing. She's loafing. Oh, dude. In the background. She's very much asleep. But she'll probably wake up and be ravenous eventually. Well, we also are recording this at a different time than usual. True. We're recording this way earlier than we normally do. Right. Normally the witching hour happens (laughs) mid-recording. Yeah. At like 8.30 when she, 8.30 p.m. when she like freaks out. Yeah. Okay. Back by semi-popular demand, and because it's been a minute, I'm joined once again by Eli. (laughs) You can can literally hear the eye roll in your voice. He returns. He haunts my nightmares. I'm back. And he returns. Hello, everyone. (laughs) It's like the parasite I can't get rid of. Dang. From my podcast is you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I'm happy that you had me back on. I'm always thrilled to be here. uh, Yeah. After I just like slam dunk on you, like, well, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> that makes yeah. one of us. Um, 
But I am actually glad that you're here because this episode, I knew this episode was really intense and I so it's like saw camping. the preview and I was like, I do, shut up, you're so stupid. And I saw the content of the episode and I was like, I do want to talk about this with you because this is a deeper conversation that needs to be had. And I didn't want to do it with somebody that I did not know as well as I, because I've known you for a, while. a minute. Yeah. So it would be difficult to have a, this kind of conversation with someone I like don't know very well. But we've been friends. I also think this is a side tangent, but I think that every time I have somebody on, I should tell the audience how I know them. I think that would be a because lot of these fun. are just people that keep showing up. The only person that they really know is my sister because we talk about being sisters. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I'm going to have my sister and her husband on because oh, we talk about yes, yeah, we talk about critique all the time. So eventually, I, we're going to get the th- the gang back together. But yeah, I met Eli in grad school in 2018 uh, the year we, of the snowboarding the year and the year the literal worst year of my life not because of you but yeah, well, for extenuating circumstances and you also happen to be a part of it um i was there but yeah you were you were there yeah met in grad school and then like going through classes together and whatever going through some crazy things um at grad school together <laughs> and then being friends after grad school was over there were like two days of grad school that literally could have been an episode of a reality television show yeah yeah it was crazy and we were the only normal people in our classes that's what it really came down to is that everybody else in our class was like or in our cohort or whatever unlike us yes they're just very different and it was a lot of like are do you think this is crazy too because i think the thing this person said is wildly offensive anyone else hearing slash well but you're also an enneagram one and as we know ones and eights which is what i am tend to stick together because eights and ones are well first they're both in the same um triad of the circle and so they live in the anger triad so like ones nines and eights all experience anger and ones nines and eights are really in touch with their like gut reaction or like their body like like these sensory experiences of like the first thing I notice when I'm having like a moment of anxiety is how I feel in my body. Like that's a very eight, nine and one thing to think. So anyway, that I always think it's interesting when I meet people that I immediately click with. And then we talk about the Enneagram and they're a one. I'm like, that explains it. Eights and ones are just like drawn to each other. So hmm. met through grad school, the only people in our cohort that were like regular folks and then staying friends after it was over because we were the only, I literally don't talk to anybody from grad school anymore. I've forgotten the names of <laughs> everyone. I literally do not talk to any of those people anymore. It was, I hope they're well. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like, no, like, be for hard feelings or whatever. He was a guy. He, Elliot was the other guy. Yeah, he was a, he was a person. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah, don't talk to any of them anymore. Not because I, like, hate them, but not just, right. like, we were not on the same path. We were not on the same life journey. Not, not a little. Yeah. What'd you say? Not even a little. Not even a little. No. Uh. 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 Very. Very different. So, that's how Eli and I know each other. Know each other for a very long time. One of my friends that I've known the longest that I like still talk to. Heck yeah. Other than Caitlin, because Caitlin and I used to teach together, and I started teaching in 2018. So. Right. But yeah. Dang. Okay. Mister Eli, what do you have? Don't look We're at me doing like this that. Again. Yes, sir. Because on one of the episodes, you said something about. You said something offhanded about being called that. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna stick I'm gonna hold on to that out of this context is, comment yeah. for forever. <laughs> well, this is a thing for the rest of my life. Yeah. And All the right. Dew Palace. 
shout out to episode number one because we were talking about fluffy pillows and you were like the dude palace our first episode yeah it was like episode seven probably whatever it is what is your we're talking about the pyramid of life ah yes what's the bottom of your pyramid of the world or your life right now okay so i have like one and a half i'm gonna take some deep breaths and try to be funny again okay really struggling okay you got this Go. do some stretches all yeah, right I'll be fine. i have one and a half uh the bottom of my pyramid though is money and specifically the fact that i don't have any <laughs> being poor yeah it's not cool uh sure. so my as you know mm-hmm. but the listenership may not mm-hmm. i was a high school teacher for a while that's how we met and i yes sort of and then I left that to join the lucrative field of nonprofit work. <laughs> and so, yeah, if you thought teachers didn't get paid enough, wait until you hear about nonprofit organizations. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what brought this about is my youngest brother is an attorney and does incredibly well for himself. My middle brother is now a doctor of physical therapy and also is just starting his new career, but he's doing very well for himself Mm -hmm. and so like they're able to afford like for example if the ac in their car were to go out (laughs) i however cannot is your ac broken yes (gasps) and so at best it's putting out like 30 percent cool air like it's not great it's so hot now in tennessee it is yes where we live uh, has to be the hottest place on earth. I, yeah, will, oh my I God. won't believe that anywhere else is hotter than it is here. <laughs> there's no way. Um, the people there have melted. So there's yeah. no way that anybody lives that's it's hotter than this. Mildly yeah. habitable place. Totally. Yeah, it's just not great. And so money as a construct also, I'm not going to go into capitalism, but it should be abolished. But it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Not was great. it, you said you had two for the bottom? Well, that was the one and a half. It was money oh. specifically, but also just the fact that, the, the AC in my car is out is really AC not is broken super to cool. port fix. Yeah. Yeah. AC is broken to port fix. Get that put on a t-shirt. Dang. For, that explains why I'm literally drenched in sweat. <laughs> AC is broken to port fix. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bottom of my pyramid is that I have a lot of books that I want to read, but sometimes what if I said there, I have a lot of books I want to read, but I can't, but I don't know. How. <laughs> I don't know how to read. <laughs> No, I have a lot of books that I want to read, but I, first of all, like, somehow find that I don't have time to, like, sit down and read. Oh, yeah. And I also sometimes don't have the motivation, because if I'm, like, really stressed or, like, busy or something, like, whatever's going on in the day, sometimes I want to watch Jersey Shore for the 50th time and turn my brain into a bowl of spaghetti. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But, like, I don't want to sit and read and remember, like, a narrative or, like, whatever. I want to turn brain off. I want to go into elevator music mode. I don't want to, but I also want to, you know, you know what I'm saying? That it's like, I want to do it, but I also don't want to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Book by my nightstand that I'm about three fifths of the way through, and I have not touched it in like five or six months. Yeah, I know exactly where I am in the story, but I yeah, I just yeah. don't have like the mental currency to go through with reading. I totally, just wanna, like play video games and yeah. then go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I want to scroll through TikTok, turn yeah. off the brain, and then go to sleep. Yep. Yeah, so it's a struggle because I want to, but I also really don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Um, what do you have for the middle? So for the middle, this past weekend, I went over to my middle brother. Shout out to Sam. 
Sam, friend of the podcast, Sam. Uh, <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, I'm mentally slapping you across the face right now. Nice. That's just a thing we do. Um, but he. Uh, Can I tell a story about your brothers? Yes. Okay. It was the first time I I met Jacob. When? Um, he was over. He was staying here for like a bit. And we were watching basketball at your house. That sounds like something that happened. Yeah. And he was just, he just like showed up, but he okay. walked through the front door. You were upstairs, walked through the front door and he was like, hi, I'm Jacob. And I was like, hi, I'm Amanda. And he looked at the coffee table and he was like, did Eli already go get food? And I was like, yeah, he just came back. And he was like shouting, standing on like the, the bottom floor, looking, not even like going to the stairs, but looking up at the ceiling. Like he was shouting <laughs> through the ceiling, through the floor to you. Yeah. And he, this is about to be a swear word. So if you're listening to this around kids, just skip 15 seconds. Um, but he looks up at the ceiling and he goes, hey, Eli. And you were like, what? And he goes, fuck you. <laughs> but he's like, you hadn't seen each other in a long time. Yeah. And that was the right. first interaction. And you were yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll be All down right. in a minute. <laughs> yeah, cool. so I was like, I love Jacob. He That's is my very, favorite. That is a very... Uh, my brothers and me yeah there was no context you didn't know why he was saying it it was just screaming and you were like all right (laughs) yeah that's a little insight into like my entire childhood (laughs) it was was great anyway Uh, continue sam the other one yeah sam the middle one jacob's the youngest but sam's the middle one and he just moved actually like 10 minutes down the street from me in his apartment has a nice little pool and so we went there this past weekend uh and there especially yesterday which was father's day have mm-hmm. shout out to all the dads out there by the way period you're, you're or people who thing. fill the dad role right in other yeah, circles dad and dad adjacent people <laughs> yeah um, but there are a lot of fathers there with their kids and young kids are running around and so like my middle of the pyramid is kids at the pool yeah and so like first you think like you know i just want to go have a relaxing day and just like have a beer or whatever uh-huh. and chill and have it be quiet whatever so like kids can ruin that but also like watching them oh, like yeah. play and they're like making up games with ridiculous rules or like yeah. jumping off the sides and yelling cannonball and they're not doing a cannonball they're uh, just ju- they're just like throwing flailing. their body into the air hurling yeah. themselves into the yeah. pool but just like watching kids be kids mm-hmm. I'm, again my brothers and i uh, we're very fortunate to have like a really great neighborhood pool where we grew up mm-hmm. uh, and we just played so many different games uh, and, and spent all summer days at the pool. Yeah. And it was it, it just like it's really nostalgic, just like watching kids be kids. It was really great. Totally. So, but also they're annoying. Fun. But also, yeah, kids <laughs> at the go pool. away. Yeah. yeah. They're really cute. But like and I, I know that you're making core memories right now, but it's inconvenient for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'll talk about this on a podcast when you're 32 years old, but. <laughs> Also, shut up. Are you 32? I'm 32. Dang. I thought you were, I thought you were like 30. I genuinely appreciate that. I thought you were 30. No, I just turned You 32. were 30 when I first met you, probably. No, in 2018, I was 28. You're 20. Oh my God. I can't do math. That's I'm just crazy. 30 forever. 32. That'd be okay. I'd be yeah. okay with being 30 forever. Yeah. That makes sense. I think I'm going to peak. I think my golden age is going to be 50. Ooh. I think I'm going to get past. Late bloomer. The like. 30 you don't know i could live to be 200 i think i'm gonna get past the 30s and past the 40s and then into the the age of like you can say whatever you want no one cares right will be like my peak Ooh. you know what i mean so like i turned I 25 you had, be, you had to be like older than 50 to be like the say whatever you want no one cares tell People it to, tell it to a 50 year old i will <laughs> um i got like i turned 25 last summer and 
I like my post on Instagram for my 25th birthday was that I'm halfway to my prime and people were like 15. I was like, absolutely. Just getting warmed up. baby. Totally. This is the practice run. <laughs> now I have to do 25 again and then I'll get to 50 and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Nailed it. 50 will be my prime. I got you. Well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> You're also closer to 50 than I am. So let uh, me know how it goes. By kind of a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The middle of my pyramid is nighttime in the summer. Because the sun goes down way later here yeah. in the summer than it does. At, during like the winter months in Tennessee, it's like 4 p.m. The sun is gone. You know what I mean? It, oh, I, yeah. I the worst. have such a hard time getting a grip on a sleep schedule in the summer because like I was talking to a friend of mine outside yesterday and we were talking, standing and just like having a conversation outside. And I was looking around and thinking like, oh, it's probably like. 6 30 and i looked at my phone and it was fully eight o'clock because the sun goes down so late which yeah. like on one hand it's really great because when the sun kind of sets in the summer here it cools off obviously oh, it's, it's like nicer too. we have lightning bugs here which like aren't a thing in other places in the world so if you're not in the states look up what a lightning bug is they are oh they're so great the coolest so like they come out and like it is a fun atmosphere, but also I have no idea what time it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm oh, like, yeah. the sun is still up and it's nine o'clock and I don't know what's going on. I very much thrive in the sunshine. I, I'm a spring and summer kind of guy. Dang. I, yeah. I, I, so during the winter when the sun mm -hmm. goes down so late, I become sad. Oh, totally. Tired more. Totally. Yeah. But if the sun's up, oh, I got energy for days. I'm I know. convinced I'm actually solar powered. <laughs> you could. I don't be. <laughs> even need to eat anything. I should just stand in the sun for about ten hours. I'm like, good to go. I'm charged yeah. up for the week. Absolutely. And you're an extrovert too. So the summer when people are out doing things, exactly. you've got the sun. You've got people. Yep. You're like ready to go for forever. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Not, kid, not kids though. Well, minus the kids. Just yeah. real people. Just like actual people. Yeah. Kids <laughs> yeah. aren't real people. No. You can quote me on that. I'm pretty yeah. <laughs> um, kids are not real people. As two former teachers. Oh yeah. my God. Kids are not real. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you have for the top of your pyramid, brother? Uh so speaking of this past weekend and like two weekends ago, friends coming to visit from out of town. The Dang. fact that they like took their <gasps> time and money. Oh my god. Like yeah. seeing, seeing old friends is is wonderful anyway. Sure. But the fact they took time and money and energy to like ask off Ugh. of work and schedule flights yeah. and pack a suitcase, which is awful. Yeah. Like to do yeah. all these things just to like come and see me. Uh, <laughs> so my friend, shout out to Patrick again. Woo! Uh, yeah, we love, we love Patrick. I love Patrick. Um, he's not even my BFF, but I love him. Yeah, he's great. Also uh, shout out to Leah. Patrick, yeah, shout out to Leah. His Leah, fiance. listen to the dang podcast. Girl Leah. boss. Patrick listens to it. <gasps> Leah. OMG. Yeah, she's in law school or whatever. She's like doing cool things or whatever. Yeah, and so, but anyway, Patrick came to visit this past, this past weekend. It was awesome. He flew out for like less than 48 hours. He Aww. just like showed up Saturday morning, left Sunday night. Yeah, it was just like really great. So we packed a bunch of like fun things to do mm -hmm. into that short period. And that was so awesome. And then two weeks ago, I met for the first time, you and I talked about this. Mm -hmm. I had two of my friends, Will and Jessica, that I've never met in person. One's mm -hmm. in California, one's in Texas. And they flew here to meet me for the first time. We've played video games together online for years. And I we never met each other in person. And they came out. They just decided to get on some planes. They didn't have any other like reason to be out here. No, uh, Jess is potentially moving here, but really it was just Ooh, like sorry, sorry, listener, just like, my microphone. Hey, the three of us are just gonna like hang out. We're gonna fly to Nashville. We're gonna hang out for a weekend, and it was awesome. They were they were a lot of fun. 
Uh, if you're wondering what Will and Jess looks like, look like, go to my Instagram, oh my Eli God. underscore farmer underscore. That you, is me. You are exhausting. I'm plugging the crap out of it now. You are exhausting to Dude, me. Dude, I think someone, I was saying this before, I think someone followed me from the podcast. Oh my God. I'm giving you too much clout. I'm if, giving you too much of a platform because the straight white man must be stopped. That's true. I'm giving you too much of a platform. Yeah, we've been on a rampage for literally like, well, <laughs> forever. Forever. Yeah. So, yeah. Literally the dawn of time. I mean. So follow me on Instagram and just send oh me angry God. DMs. Yeah. Cyberbully him. Yeah. Slide my DMs. Woo! Cyberbully cyber Eli. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to get that put on a t-shirt. Just cyberbully cyber me. me at Eli <laughs> underscore farmer underscore. Cy- like, you know, people say that you have, like, people have a punchable face. You have a cyberbullyable face. Thank you. People I, seem like, I need a cyberbully him. Oh, that, yeah. He deserves a hate, a hate comment. He's it. Um, the top of my pyramid is summer produce. Like, fruit and veggies in the summer are, like, Banging. You know what strawberries. I mean? Strawberries. Oh, I love strawberries. Strawberries dude. are literally candy. Absolutely. And like, but any, like the way, the place that we are in Tennessee is not necessarily prime for produce growing. Um, unfortunately, it was really good for growing cotton. Ugh. And it was really good for growing tobacco. But like produce, things that you would consume, it's too hot here for a lot of that stuff to grow. So in the winter we a lot of it is like imported from other places but in the summer states that are nearest to tennessee can start um produce again right whereas in the winter the only places that are warm enough are like california places out there or like florida or like whatever and it gets really cold here and it doesn't work and sometimes it gets too hot here and it doesn't work so it just depends but the states that are around the state that we're in are better for growing consistently so in the summer it's like on lock oh, yeah. produce dude it's so good yeah it's so i could eat fruit forever honestly fruit is candy it is in the summer i in particular i like i said big fan of strawberries oh pro tip to hmm. all of our dr- people of drinking age out there the best dessert i've ever had in my life these can big- i guess yes strawberry cheesecake no but that's you really love good. cheesecake i do cheesecake is my oh, my favorite overall like category of dessert oh, okay but no the best a single dessert that i've ever had there were chocolate covered strawberries oh yes and someone had taken wait for it a turkey baster and injected jack daniels whiskey into <gasps> them whoa spectacular i'm that telling really you good. yeah you can't even like really taste the whiskey it's just like a little bit extra like yeah. sweetness or whatever yeah and the fact that it's like now overly saturated with juiciness my god Dang. i'm telling you I, oh my god! I it, I like was speechless. I'm speechless right now. Dang. It was fantastic. Did you Everyone, have them at like a wedding? Like, yes. That sounds like a wedding, like a really classy thing. wedding in Tennessee. That I had no and, business being at. <laughs> Tennessee is where a lot of whiskey is made. Yes. So I bet it was really good whiskey. Yeah. There's the bourbon trail goes through Tennessee and Kentucky. In Kentucky, yeah. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Definitely try that, listener. Okay, big dog. Are you ready to talk about this episode? I. I guess. Okay. I do. I do want to issue kind of like a disclaimer. A lot of this episode is about achievement and accomplishment and this idea of not being good enough. And I know that that is a very upsetting topic for a lot of people. So if that is something like if you are like me and you have issues with productivity and accomplishment and achievement, 
either don't listen which is fine you can totally skip this one and you'll be fine we'll catch you up next week goodbye see you later um but i'm just letting you know that on the front end we've just got a lot of very deeply personal things to talk about personal to the girls and personal to the moms and personal to abby not necessarily you know i'm not coming for you specifically it's not that kind of personal <laughs> Start it's naming off your it's listeners. personal in the show yeah no um Okay, here we go. This is episode 13 of season two. It's called Abby Geddon, which is honestly a very appropriate title. That's about right. Because yeah. this does feel like Armageddon. Yeah. Um, the, the previously on is not really substantial. The thing that you need to remember is that there's a that we're going to the Joffrey this week because of the ballet recruiter that was at the competition last week. Everything else in there is like, you could take it or leave it. It's not important. Okay, we are starting this episode... Not in Pittsburgh. We're not in Pittsburgh at all this week. We're starting this episode in New York City in a mirror room like the one that's in Pittsburgh, like a rehearsal studio. Um, and we are prepping, the girls are prepping for the audition. Um, Abby starts, you know, on her tirade about the city and blah, 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 which she always does, even if they're in freaking Toledo. She's like, this is the most important city in the world. But I this have family in Toledo. <laughs> Shouts out. Um, but this is actually right. She's talking about New York City and about how it is the mecca of the dance world. And that's actually true. Right. So for once, her like conflation of the importance of the city is not conflation. It's accurate. Um, and she says, everyone you pass on the street has taken a dance lesson in their life, which is probably true. Yeah. In New York City? Yeah. Yeah, probably. A lot of people. Yeah. I noticed also that while she's like hyping them all up and whatever. Maddie has the most glazed over look in her She's eyes. She's so tired is on a different planet. She's having an out of body experience yeah. watching oh, yeah. herself in the rehearsal studio. She's not there. No, bless her heart. She's and last week she got to the competition and she was in her talking and she went, I'm so tired. <laughs> She's probably still very tired. Yeah. Um, Abby also says about last week, she says that they didn't place because not everyone is on the same level and people weren't together, which was not true. I don't think it plays because it was about body modification and plastic surgery and it was children oh, and nobody likes that vision. So I think you need to look inward, but what she doesn't think that obviously. Yeah. Cause she has no self-awareness as we'll see later on. Yeah, this episode. Some, some no self-awareness. Yeah. The pyramid of children is <laughs> the bottom of the pyramid Word the worst child is Paige. Um, <laughs> she's in trouble because of her phone. Like she's, she wouldn't put it away. Yeah. Abby's, Abby's like, did you fix your arms? Yes. Did your turnout get better? Yes. Did you put the phone away? No. Like, yeah. Did you get better as a dancer? That is the whole point of what we're doing here. Yes. Yeah. However, you're totally an unrelated thing <laughs> that I'm just going to choose to put you on the bottom for. Yeah. And they do like a close up, like a zoom in shot to Kelly's face. Right. Because they want to get her reaction to Paige being on the bottom, but they don't tighten up fast enough because you see Christy next to her and Christy is like doing one of these where she's like rubbing her eyes and she like rolls her eyes and she's like, Oh my God. So like Christy <laughs> is mad on her besties behalf, right? which is, I really enjoyed that. She's yeah. like, this is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mackenzie is next because she improv parts of the trio, which that makes sense. Sure. Right. And then Chloe's on the bottom because she forgot part of her dance. Sure. That makes sense. The Paige thing doesn't make any sense. She right. sh it should have been like Mackenzie, Chloe, Paige, or Chloe, Mackenzie, Paige. But Paige is at yeah. the end for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. The middle is uh first is Nia, or sorry, if we're going from bottom to middle, it's Nia. 
Um, she had a hurt foot, but worked through it. But her technique is still bad. Yeah, which brought this up a million times. Telling children to ignore their bodies. Oh my god! Yeah, you had an injury, but you chose not to care. And honestly, respect. Yeah, hats like, off to you. Great. Mm. Um, and then Brooke is put above Nia in the center because Abby says that Brooke only does what she needs to do. She's like, "You do what you need to do, but that's all you do." Like, right. huh? Very like, just very confusing to me. How is Nia? who's ignoring her body, which Abby loves. How is yes. Nia not above Paige? I'm scooting my microphone closer to me, sorry. But, like, that's just stupid. I've and got then, a guess. What'd you say? I said I've got a guess. What? Well, we've talked about this before, that Nia... Oh, it's because uh, Abby's a racist. Right. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. And then Maddie's on top because Maddie stays winning. So, duh. The pyramid is, like, so inconsequential, this episode. it It, like falls to pieces because none of we'll get to it but yeah. the pyramid is so not important this week I, it's stupid it, there has to be a point at which like even the kids stop caring about it that, i think like, so at least to a degree there's like okay well it's whatever the pyramid. all right we'll just yeah. let abby talk at us for 10 minutes and then we actually get to dance yeah Great. i'm sure they don't care because a lot of times you can tell that they're looking at themselves in the mirrors and they're not uh -huh. looking at abby because they're just like zoning out and they're like whatever uh -huh. they do not care yeah for sure um okay so we are preparing for two we're preparing for one thing this week that's really important and another thing that's like less important the first thing that's important is this um preparation for an audition for the joffrey school of ballet um abby says if one of the if one of my students get the gets the scholarship it will be another feather in my cap it will be good for me yeah if a student gets a scholarship not it will give the student the opportunity to get ballet training that they don't get with me, uh -huh. but it'll look good for me right. if they get it. All roads lead to Abby's ego. Yeah. and the, But Melissa says she's nervous because the girls don't get ballet. <clears throat> and we hear this a lot right. that the moms are like, we're getting two years worth of ballet training in, in like 10 hour. minutes. Yeah. It's like, it was a one hour class. This is not yeah. like, this isn't helpful necessarily because even Holly says like, you can't do a crash course in ballet. Right. That's not how that, that art form works yeah well yeah i was about to say so, it kind of cheapens the art form like anything that like people literally make their whole livelihoods out oh of. Like, yeah you can't just give them any like here's this kind of good yeah. luck Point go audition feet. for <laughs> yeah not helpful um abby now goes on like a tirade about the way that the girls are dressed because they're dressed in dance outfits that are like cute and like childlike and they're really bright and colorful and like have crazy patterns on them yeah, all the how, time how dare you look like a nine-year-old how dare you look like a child you child <laughs> <laughs> um and abby is like i can't believe you guys are dressed like this but they didn't know going into this that there was another expectation yeah. so again we're moving the goalpost yeah well th yeah it's they Abby's didn't know that's fault like you didn't communicate that. Yeah, she didn't set up any sort of rule structure. And then when the kids don't follow the rules that she didn't tell them, she gets mad at them. She didn't. Exactly. And she says, like, moms, you need to go out. You need to buy pink tights, the pink ballet shoes, and the black leotard, which is the ballet uniform. Like, that makes right. sense. Excuse me. But she's mad that they're not wearing it now when she doesn't even tell them to go buy it until, like... That until after she's already mad at them like it's stupid yeah and chloe says she's nervous <laughs> for the ballet thing she's like i don't know i'm nervous 
and like that's it and her yeah. talking head is really sweet um oh christy and her talking head says that she is just over this idea of auditions and a competition because guess what we're also going to starbound this week yeah and christy's like why aren't we just doing one thing why do we have to be doing all, all the of things. these because chloe spoiler alert chloe gets a solo this week chloe is <sighs> is then doing the audition she's doing the group number and maddie's also doing a solo too so maddie and chloe are both doing the group number the audition and a solo they're doing three things that are allegedly according to abby all the most important thing yeah and the audition is not even the thing that with which they're really comfortable. No, it's not even their primary discipline. Thing. Yeah, it's something totally. Uh, yeah. So Christy's over it, and Christy's over it a lot in this episode. We get a lot of really nice looks and eye rolls, and like like flick of the wrist, hand waves, yeah, get just, away from ugh. me. Yeah, from Christy, it's great. Um. So yeah, going to Starbound, um, in New Jersey, and it's important to remember throughout this whole episode that the Abby Lee Dance Company is the national champion through the Starbound franchise. So they are Starbound's grand national championship team. So that's when she talks about how, you know, like we're the national championships, they are the national championships of the Starbound franchise. Yeah, the, the circuit. Circuit, yeah. So they're like, they're going back to Starbound this week. And so Abby's like, ah, you know, we're the, we're the national championships. We have to win first place again, blah, 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 whatever. Abby says she has a great idea, a brilliant idea of doing a number that is inspired by the musical Chicago. Which, okay. Are you familiar with that show? No, I don't watch musicals. Chicago, Except for those of you who movie. are not, the Goofy movie is an exception because Goofy movie rocks. Yeah, yeah it's the best. Um, I love it. I, I watched that movie for the first time very recently, and I was like, this movie's incredible. It's so good. It <laughs> actually is. This movie is awesome. One of the most underrated Disney films in Absolutely. general. It is the best the musical music, ever are you made. kidding me? The music is so, so good. Powerline is dude, an absolute dude, legend. yeah. Shouts out to front of the podcast, Powerline. Yeah. Powerline, um, if you're listening. <laughs> call in. We're standing by. Yeah. Um, Where was I going with this? Oh, Chicago. Chicago, Chicago is... No, Chicago was at one point and maybe still is one of the most sexual musicals, period. Okay. It just is. That is a lot of the theme is, is that, and it is not child appropriate, period. So Abby's brilliant idea this week is to rip off a very risque adult musical make it for children question mark and also we'll get to it later but she's just like it's just a ripoff like she's not doing anything original at at all we'll get yeah. to it we get to it but she claims it's this great idea and it's really not and then maddie has a solo um and christy again we hear from her again that she's pissed that abby is spreading herself too thin essentially and she thinks that they're being set up to fail because this jailbird thing is like not the tea. And she's right. Like it really is. Yeah, we'll get to it uh, again. We'll get to it later, but it's really, it ju it's just a very half baked idea. Yeah. that Abby has called. It's brilliant. not, it's not even her idea. It's a ripoff of right. one of the most famous numbers in all of musical theater. It's so stupid. Well, yeah. Her ripoff is half baked. 
yeah, it's not even a good ripoff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I, stupid. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then we cut to Canton, Ohio. Oh wait, I thought it was real quick. What? As they're talking, like the kids are reacting to the theme and the the number oh, oh, idea. Oh yeah. And Paige <laughs> says, "Uh, I don't know what being in jail is like. I've never been there before. Like, yeah, Paige. Like, I don't know about the whole prison thing. I've never been I've there. Never before. been to jail before. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, it was really sweet." Yeah, we um, know. <laughs> okay, Ohio. We get we go to the Candy Apples Dance Center. Oh boy! And Kathy is going to New York for this Joffrey thing, and she's also going to Starbound in New Jersey. So she's going to meet Abby twice this week. Yeah. Um, what? It's just thought, a fact. What do you mean? Oh no, no, no! I just about her about this scene in general. She actually, I thought. Did a pretty, and maybe I'm I'm jumping ahead, so stop me if I am. But I thought that she did a really good job of like actually like trying to hype the kids up, but in like a less Abby like way. Yeah, like she was like, "Hey, we're gonna do great, and uh, we're gonna audition for Joffrey, and you guys are good at ballet. Yeah, and we've had lots of training in that, and that's yes. great. So like, all this is good. Yeah, and so I was thinking, oh, this will be a good Kathy episode. It is not. Oh, the time of innocence. I was wrong. Yeah, very wrong. Hella wrong, if you will. Um, also, Kathy says the word vaudeville incorrectly, which like is a personal offense. She says vaudeville, which like that is wrong. Vaudeville is a is the precursor to the, to musical theater. It's what it's the grandfather of musical theater. And so we have musical theater because we had vaudeville, but she says it wrong. She says vaudeville, and that's not it. There's an e in between. It's v a u d e v i l l e, but it's vaudeville. I'm Stupid. not gonna lie to you. I uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, most people don't because it's not a thing people do. I probably it's like would have if read you, it vaudeville, but if you're familiar with um, I'm trying to think of like a good point of reference, like a variety show or like a radio show, like the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. We have the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville with all these different acts and all these different things because of musical theater because of vaudeville it's like a variety show kind of thing okay that sounds fun that gave way to what if we just had a like a, the same group of people do the whole show and what if we gave them a story and what if we gave them music to sing and we wrote our own stuff and they acted out the plot that we wanted them to then we get musical theater a few like 50 years later but she says it wrong it's stupid we had the waiting for Joffrey thing that was a theater thing last week that they said that they did it wrong because it doesn't make any sense. And then she says vaud- vaudeville wrong. Vaudeville. This week. So stupid. And we're doing a disservice to Chicago. So personally, I feel attacked. I feel very attacked this episode and last episode for my musical theater sensibilities. Ugh. Anyway, so that's Ohio. So we learned that they're going to the Joffrey audition and they're going to Starbound, the Candy Apples is. New York City, we're back with the ALDC. We're two days out from the audition, which means we're three days out from the competition because they're the day, the competition is the day after the audition. Um, Abby says that they're going to, she says in her talking head, well, the girls are going to be a nervous wreck and they're going to be terrified and they're probably going to mess it up. My question to you, educator, Abby Lee Miller, how are you assuaging the fears of your children as an arts educator? What are you doing to actively combat that? Nothing. Yeah, crickets. Nothing. You're doing nothing except she's exa- making it worse. Yeah, I was gonna say she's exacerbating it. Like Absolutely. every word she says to them is 
increasing tension. So it's like, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think is the outcome? She's teaching them as though they're like literal adults who yeah. have been in the industry for, you know, two decades now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she can, like, she she thinks that they're just like mature enough to handle the amount of like negativity and whatever. Right. And they're not. And yeah, not and they're at all. Just not. Most adults are like. Oh my God. Yeah, right, totally. Yeah. They're not right for that. No. She just like tries to, what's the word I'm looking for? She tries to like force everyone into her style of of teaching rather than catering to their style of learning dang that's the truth yeah yeah okay so then we start talking about outfits and like i said earlier like abby is expecting a certain um like outfit from this like ballet um um scene right i guess um and they haven't had any time like the the pre-conversation that we had with like the pyramid and what we're doing this week is the same day as this rehearsal period right now. So they haven't had any time to go get anything else, but Nia is wearing a black leotard, but she keeps pulling it up because it's falling off her body. And so she's trying to like, uh, like fix it. And she's like, stop picking at your leotard. Nia's like, it's too big. Like it's falling off. And she's like, well, if you would come dressed for, uh, for rehearsal, this wouldn't be a problem. And she's like, I didn't know I was supposed to like Holly yeah. specifically is like, okay, what do you want us to get? We will go buy it. Give us some more specifics. And so she tell, I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to throw up. Abby tells them that the goal of the ballet uniform is for your torso to look short and your legs to look long. True. Right. That's true. And then who does she, she gets Paige. Oh, and I'm going to explain Lord. this to you in the best way I can. Paige is wearing like booty shorts, like spandex that you would wear to be a dancer. Abby turns her to the side so that her side is towards the moms. Abby Lee Miller herself grabs the bottom of the leg of the short. On each side. On each side. And pulls, not the waistband, but the bottom of the short. Takes it and pulls it up above the waistband and says look this is the shape you should have exposing essentially like like two-thirds of this child's butt cheek like abby you are on tv you're on tv you shouldn't do this in private because that's not fair but you're on tv like oh my god it was so bizarre like how how is anybody's thought process that this is okay? Even in 2012, 2013, when we didn't care that anything was bad, why is this a thing that we're doing? And she, there's not even a moment because like I made it a point when I was a theater teacher, if I was trying to like move a child to where, cause I wasn't doing a good job at saying like move stage, left stage, right, whatever. And they weren't understanding it. And I wanted to physically move them. I would ask them every time, is it okay for me to touch you and move you? Yeah. And they would say yes. And if it, and if theoretically, if they had said no, I wouldn't have done it. But there's no moment in this whole exchange where Abby tells Paige she's going to touch her, asks her if it's okay, or anything like that. Also, there was no need for that. These moms are smart. She could have said the goal is to make the hip of the leotard as high as possible. So it looks like an upside down U shape. Or she could have just Done. like shown on herself, like drawn a shape with like her finger. Like in the air. It looks like this. Like, 
yeah, it's there was not... no need to almost let the nation see a child's rear end. Yeah. Oh my God! I what think, is happening here? Well, I, I, I think this has become pretty clear by now that if there is a way to do something in like an extreme way, Abby is going She's to like, do it. I'm here. If you I'm ready. Can, yeah. If you can go to the limit in in your words or your actions she's going to and so like it you know she knows she's being televised she knows yeah. that the ratings are better when she's oh, yeah. a nutcase and so yeah like, i just hit the microphone uh yeah but she knows that instead of just drawing that's what a normal educator would do that's she's what like any decent healthy educator human would i'm do. not gonna so do that instead i'm gonna hike this kid's shorts up oh my god for absolutely no reason because that'll create controversy oh it's just an, it is just insane it, yeah, it, it, was icky. it hurt me like i really felt uncomfortable by that so then the moms go shopping they like go to a, a dance wear store they get the right shoes they get tights they get leotards and then they make a comment about abby's body that i don't want to talk about because it also made me uncomfy yeah but we yeah, just like, like see them shopping it's we've not discussed anything. this before that like you have like Abby is wrong about things all the time. You don't need to like bring <laughs> yeah. extraneous yeah. whatever into it. Don't insult her body or whatever. Yeah, she's, she's a terrible she's a person. Terrible person. Talk about that. Yeah, there's no need. Like you could talk about so many things before you even stoop so low to get to the body stuff. So literally, what you do every week, you literally, get an hour and a half to two hours of content talking about how terrible Abby it doesn't, is. It doesn't <laughs> matter what she looks like she sucks yes. like that has nothing to do with anything and right. it also just promotes this like very harmful image of a fat woman being evil right like if you take a minute and you think about all the disney villains that are women most of them are plus sized ursula ursula was the first one that popped um, in my the, head qu the queen of hearts and alice in wonderland oh, you know what i'm is, saying she is a little bigger yeah it's right. like those kinds of images that we are putting in the media that fat is bad or worse that fat women are evil that's ridiculous and so they're making that offhanded comment and it's just so stupid and so not necessary abby's a racist <laughs> like yeah. talk about that yeah it oh it just makes me so angry this episode this episode has so much going on and it's all bad like Nobody handles any of these conversations in the correct way. And it makes me want to throw up. So we leave that. We go to Ohio. Kendall is getting ready. She's like the, all of the students that are going to audition are responsible for a combination, right? That they're going to go in and they're going to have an audition, but they're not going to teach them something and then see them do it. They have to come with something prepared. Right. So Kendall is preparing something with Kathy for the audition. Um, Kathy talks about Taylor, uh, a couple weeks ago breaking her ankle and like i put a lot of stock in her but she's not here anymore so pressure's on you whatever and kendall says like she's nervous about the the judge format of like three people watching you and judging you more so than she would be at a competition because she's like well in a competition they're further away the lights are off whatever but here it's like they're in a dance hall and they're in a studio with all lights on in front of them oh not even just like staring at them mm -hmm. literally writing down their opinion as they're dancing yeah and this was actually what i was talking about before when kathy puts like a little bit of healthy pressure on kendall she's like yeah you know, you're gonna fine. be great yeah taylor's yeah. not here and now you have big shoes to fill mm -hmm. but you know you're good and blah 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 yeah yeah and then it's those not bad at all are the last <laughs> 
healthy words. It's all Kathy downhill. Will say this entire episode. It's all downhill with Kathy by a country mile. Yeah, it's which is a long time. It is or a long distance. It is bad news, team. Bro, bad news. I just so I'm excited. We <laughs> we there is an argument at the end of this, and I have so many thoughts about the argument. I'm gonna try really hard. Slow me down if I'm going too fast, but I'm gonna try really hard to give everything the breath that it deserves. But the fight at the end, I have so many thoughts about it. I'm trying not to just rush through to get to the fight. Right. I'm trying really hard. Yeah. So New York City, we're seeing the rehearsal process for Chloe Solo, which is called Queen of Hearts. And Abby says in her talking head that Chloe relates to the darkness and the evil themes of the solo. And she's 10. Yeah. She's 10. I also, at that, I literally just like, what? Huh? No, she, no, she is a sweet Based on what behavior? You know what I mean? Like, why do you think that? I, well, I think it's because she views Maddie as being like the hero and the good and Chloe she she wants this rivalry to exist, even though the kids <laughs> are good there. friends. Yeah, it's she not wants there. there to be a rivalry. So she's like, oh, so Chloe feels spiteful towards Maddie because like she's always at the top of the pyramid and you're she projecting. wins everything. She is projecting, yes. Yeah. And Chloe's like, I no. don't know really how to do this. I'm just gonna kind of do my dance and make faces. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just yeah, she's absolutely putting that on them. Yes. That's not a real problem. No. Um, Abby says it's easier for kids to be evil than it is for them to be happy, which is so unhealthy and awful. I didn't even. It's easier for kids to be evil than it is for them to be happy. Yeah, no, I I was writing so furiously through this episode. (laughs) I think I even said it's hard for me to take notes on this because that's why I type mine. One liner after one liner. They're just all crazy. And (laughs) again, Abby, that is like six months worth of therapy based on that sentence alone. Totally. Totally. Yeah. You need to talk to somebody about that. Yeah. Maddie's in therapy. We talked about that last week about the Cosmopolitan Like as article. a current adult. And she is in therapy. Yeah. No kidding. Very much so in therapy. I, you see a little bit of why later on, later on we're going to get to episode. it. So Maddie's solo, we see it next to the process, like the rehearsal process. It's called In My Heart. And Maddie is making comments to Abby as she's doing her turn. She says, it's not good. It's not perfect. And Abby's like, do it again. And she does it again, and she's like, it's not perfect. And Abby's like, we'll Maddie, just keep doing it until it's perfect. Maddie herself <laughs> saying this. Yes. It's not even Abby. No, Abby is telling her to do it again, but Maddie is the one who picks up on it not being perfect. Yeah, she stops. At, she does a turn and stops. She goes, it's not perfect. Like, like she's like, disappointed with herself, and she's learning. Like, you can see, those are things uh-huh. that Abby has said to her, and now she's internalized it, and she's learned it, and now she's like calling herself out on these things like oh boy yeah it's really the perfectionism really ramps up in this episode oh yeah um okay two days off from the competition and they're practicing this group routine abby says to the girls okay go get your your jazz shoes on because that's what that's the shoe that they need and melissa mentions that they don't have their dance bags Mm -hmm. mckenzie and maddie don't have them and because they don't have the bags they don't have the shoes because shoes are in the bags and they left them on the couch in the lobby at the hotel. And Maddie is obviously very upset that she doesn't have her shoes. She's like, Abby's going to be mad at me because I don't have the right shoes. And Maddie, like, walks over to Melissa to, like, look at her to be like, what do I do about the situation? Right. Maternal mom figure, adult authority. What do I do about this? And Melissa says, don't even start, Maddie. I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Like, 
Don't start what? Being concerned that your tyrannical dance teacher is going to throw you through a window? Yeah. Like, what do you want her to do, Mel? This is stupid. She was just asking, like, hey, mom, what what do do I do? do? She's like, don't, uh uh-uh, don't. Don't do this. I'm not in the mood. Okay, but not I still need for what? to know Mothering? what to do. Yeah. Being a mom? What are you talking about? What are you, nuts? Like, okay, mom, how does this help me right now? I still don't have shoes. And then Melissa's like, it's okay, Maddie. Every kid makes a mistake. But the way that Melissa always says every kid makes a mistake, it sounds like she's getting mad. So you're not prom- – I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Here we go. Your delivery of the sentence, "Every it's okay, Maddie. Everyone makes mistakes is counter to the sentence because you are saying it like it's a bad thing that every kid makes a mistake, but you want it to stick in her brain that it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes, but she's saying it like you're just like everybody else who makes mistakes. Yeah. Tone. The tone is not there at all. And it's also that kind of messaging is obviously, as you said, like something that she's very used to hearing. Yes. Like if you're not perfect, then that's like a bad thing. Yes. Melissa's like, uh, well, who? And Abby's like, where are her shoes? And she goes, who cares? It's just shoes. And Maddie's like, Ab- or, uh, sorry, Melissa is like, Maddie, stop with the face. I'm not in the mood. How is Abby not ripping this mom apart? Yeah. Like, if Nia didn't have the right shoes, Abby wouldn't stop talking about it for months. It's just dumb that there's such a, an apparent double standard. And it gets worse as the episode goes on. But it's starting now. And so Melissa just can't handle what's going on. And so she does what she does best, which is leave. And she gets up and she leaves. And Abby follows her into the hallway. But she's not that mad. She's like, you need, your child's head is not on her shoulders. She needs to get it together. But she doesn't say it in any more of an aggressive tone than how I just said it. Yeah. She, like, makes other moms cry and, like, is screaming at them about whatever. And for this, it's not. Yeah, it's all so it, stupid. And Melissa gets up and leaves the second that Abby even says anything to her because she's treating her even a little bit like the other mom. And Melissa's mm-hmm. just not used to that. Yeah. And she also, Abby is m- mostly mad at um, Melissa because she says, now you're making Maddie fluster. So it's still all about Maddie. Right. Either way. But it's like you not being able to keep it together is making Maddie flustered like she can't focus because you're mad at her because she forgot her dance shoes so stop it so that she can get it together she doesn't care about melissa no of course she cares about maddie because maddie makes her look good and all she cares about is herself so we see the jail routine thingy this awful ripoff this it's like a bootleg of chicago yeah like a bad one went to a performance of chicago with like a analog hand camera from the 90s and recorded it from the top right balcony and then put copyright free music over it right so bad yeah so chloe just like doesn't in her talking head she's like i just don't really think about the prison part because it is weird and i just think about the acting and the characters and the dancing yeah she's like (laughs) yeah i just think about the dancing and the feelings and they have these like props that are like these rectangles that have elastic they're like black pvc pipe rectangles on wheels with black elastic they look like seat frames yeah so they're like slipping through this like seatbelt looking prison thing Thing. it's very strange (laughs) and kelly is like they're gonna have a hard time identifying these characters because they're children and they're too sweet which is probably true yes um abby says the group isn't ready she's like this looks bad they're not ready the audition is tomorrow for the joffrey yeah great 
there's no confidence in this group. What are we doing? No one wants to do this. Even not even Abby. There's no one in this room who believes in this mission or this vision at all. No one except the producers. Nobody right. else cares. So stupid. No, they're hoping it crashes and burns. Like, oh, I yes. guess that's true, huh? The yeah. more drama, the no better. No one wants it to succeed. Literally nobody. Um, now the moms are going out to dinner. Melissa's not there. Did you notice that? I did. I, they don't talk about her or say where she's, nope. she's just not there. Was not so addressed. the moms without Melissa, uh, they go out to dinner. Holly doesn't think that Nia is going to win the scholarship, but she's like, but I care because Nia cares. It's important to her. So I care. I'm trying to kind of mitigate the um, expectation versus what I think is going to happen. Yep. I don't think Nia is going to win, but I want her to care about it. And I'm going to care about it because she cares about she it. She says, I want to encourage her yeah. while also not getting her hopes like crazy high, mm -hmm. but still wanting to support and everything. Totally. Again, the gold standard of parenting. Yeah, Dr. Holly. Uh, just the best. Um, Melissa, they talk about Melissa and the dance bags and Kelly thought that she heard Maddie ask Melissa, do you have the bags? She said, I'd swear on my life. Yeah. So maybe it was Melissa's fault. And that's why she was so defensive today. Maybe. Like, or in this interaction, I mean, like probably because she knows she knows it's her fault. She said, don't start with me to Maddie because Maddie might have let slip. Remember mom, oh, I told yeah. you to get them or something. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a good point. It, yeah. So she shut it down immediately. Yeah. And ran away because she was going to get the criticism because it's her yep. fault. Interesting. Yep. Um, and then they joke about stealing the bags so that Maddie and Mackenzie get in trouble more. Yeah, <laughs> which Kelly, I thought was of kind of course, funny. trying to stir the pot. She's like, oh, we should. What if we just the steal them? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, okay, we're at the Joffrey. Abby drops the statistic that 20,000 people audition every summer. She doesn't say how many they take, but it's not 20,000. It's way less. It's than like that. She makes 10. a point that it's only a few. A oh, yeah. It's like nobody. And they're not even auditioning for a slot in the summer program. They're auditioning for a scholarship. It's not just admission. It's going for free. Right. So it's the stakes are even higher. Yeah, right. It's a huge deal. Um, they're in the hallway stretching, getting ready, whatever. And then we hear it. We hear the like really annoying agitating voice of Kathy coming up the stairs and Christy does exactly what you just said. She takes a deep breath and she looks at Kelly and she goes, do you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> and then Kathy just like appears at the end of the hall and she goes, Oh, Oh, hey everybody. Oh, and then we get a commercial. It is so dramatic and it is so annoying. This scene. Ugh. I think this scene stressed me out than any other part of the episode. Yeah. The the hallway. That hallway is so small, too. It's one of those New York buildings that's teeny Not tiny. Not to code anymore. <laughs> no, it's so small. And they are on top of each they're other in this hallway in. it is which makes it even worse right because they're not even spread out they don't even have their own oxygen to breathe no they're just like packed in like sardines it's awful um we come back from a commercial and kelly says in her talking head she says kathy needs to get a life and stop following us around which is right. true kathy yeah. needs to do her and not worry about the abby lee center for the dance for the school of the arts for the, for you the know performing yeah for the performing dancers. arts um <laughs> Abby makes a comment to the Candy Apples dancers that if they don't know their combinations now, they're never going to know it. So she kind of pokes the bear a little bit, which yeah, is Kathy's not cool. Literally just like kind of casually running through a couple of things like, hey, remember, keep your chest up. And when you go down, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, like things that she's like, if any, you don't know it now, you're never going to know it. Right. But it's things that any arts teacher would yeah. do before. Mm -hmm. Like I do that as I, I, I teach taught marching band. And I'm walking onto and, the field. The kids march onto the field. They're standing at set and about to yep. perform. 
I walk past like the trombones, like guys, remember high, like point uh, your toes down. Here, snares, keep your left hands down, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing that as I'm walking and their names are being announced yeah. over the loudspeaker. Every teacher does that. Up, out, and down constantly, yep. like constantly reminding yep. them of that. Yep. Yeah. It's not, it's just, and she's just doing it to poke the bear. Which yes. Is so even more annoying. And the bear <laughs> hath been poked. Yeah, truly. She absolutely takes uh, the bait that Abby laid out. Oh, absolutely. She's just waiting for Abby to start something so that she can be like, well, you started it. Yep. So we see all of them go in by themselves and do their like solo routines that they've prepared. We have Paige, Brooke. Um, they said that they don't really like the acro tricks that Brooke does. Nia um, goes in and... And Holly says she's like, she's pacing because she's nervous. Mm-hmm. And Abby's like, I hear you. Um, I used to, when I did auditions, I guess, I don't know, but she, out of context, she says, when I used to do this, I used to throw up into a bucket. And Holly goes, you got a bucket? Yeah. <laughs> which is really sweet. It was like actually a little bit empathetic of Abby, yeah, it's which like, is I get so it. rare to see. Yeah. I hear you. Do you have a bucket? Yeah. <laughs> and then Nia does a death drop in a ballet audition. Yeah. Which is not appropriate because that's not the style of dance that they're interested in. I literally said out loud, did she just do a death drop? Mackenzie <laughs> <laughs> does a dance that they don't love because the tone isn't right. Like, it's all bad. The Candy Apples Dance Center kids go. They make comments about them, you know. And we're just, I mean, it's one kid right after the other. Um until we get to Chloe and Maddie, and then we see them more. So we see Chloe go in. Christy, who's the best mom, except for Holly, in the group, she like is almost forehead to forehead with Chloe, and she's like, You can do this. I believe in you. You know this. This is your style of dance. You have like you have got it. You've got it in the bag. It's not even a challenge for you. That the position in which she's talking to her, yep. like holding her face so close, mm-hmm. she puts her hands on the sides of her head. To like shut out anything else. She was like, No, 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 you yeah. don't need anything you and me, else we're that's in going this on moment. in this hallway. Yep. Hear these words, and it's it's just you and me, girl. It's and so I was sweet. yeah, that's that's why that happens, and it freaking worked. I love her. I love her. Um, the outfit she's wearing is great, Chloe. Like she's got the um the ballet uniform down. Her stance, she's standing in first position while she's like talking to them, which is great. Her posture is great. Her the um the audition performance that she does, the combination is great. Like she nails it. And one of the adjudicators says that she has a God given ability for ballet. She says, you're something, or he says, you're something special, but you need to get more ballet classes. And she's like, thank you. Which, yeah, that, that means like you've got an excellent foundation. You're naturally Mm -hmm. inclined for this art form. Totally. So that kind of like, she's nine or 10 or whatever. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't know, but that means like, you need more ballet classes from us. Yeah, exactly. It's very much that conversation. And then Maddie goes, Maddie says she thinks, she says in her talking head that she thinks it's going to be hard to beat Chloe because Chloe is more of a ballerina than she is. Um, it's good to know your strengths. True. She goes in and performs. She has a lyrical routine that's less ballet focused. And someone, one of the adjudicators says, you know how to perform. You have a lot of showmanship and you could be on Broadway. But I, but the other one says, I wanted there to be more of a pause. I kept waiting for you to pause to like finish the movement and then keep going. But you had too much momentum and she has, and she's right. Like that's a very articulate comment because in Broadway choreography, you don't do that. You just keep going constantly. It's like constant movement typically, but in ballet, it's not. Ballet is a lot about hitting poses, 
and seeing lines and Maddie never stops to like be the picture. She just keeps going and there's never any stopping. Yeah. Um, which and has then, its place in other very much so, but dance. not in ballet. Right. Um, one of the other adjudicators says, "Show me your releve," and so she goes into releve up on her tippy toes, and he's like, "Your feet have more potential than you're giving them. Like you could, you know, you could do more with this. Get in more ballet classes." And she's like, "Thank you," and she leaves. <sighs> Kathy is oh. warming up Kendall to go in for her solo, and Kathy screams down the corridor. For no, she does this unprompted for no reason. She yells that they are getting the bad habits out of Kendall that she has picked up at other studios. Yeah, just out of absolute nowhere. For what reason? Yeah, I just. It's a lot. I wonder if there was some part of the conversation maybe that was edited out, but the way that this was presented to us. Totally. It's just like, Maddie's done. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kathy, and I'm here to start some nonsense. She's like, Abby sucks. Yeah. Hallway for no apparent reason. I just. Yeah, Kathy starts, um, she's like starting this fight, but then she's using Jill in the middle. She's like, Jill, why don't you tell Abby how much nicer the moms are at my studio than they are at hers? And Jill's like, yeah, it's been really nice. But Jill's like (laughs) really uncomfy. She's just like, I love drama, and even this is a bit much for me. Yeah, she's like, please don't involve me in this. I don't want this. And then Kathy refers to the the moms at Abby Lee, whoops, at um, the Abby Lee Dance Company as the Abby Lee Miller gang, which like, hate that. Hate that. She's like, they're annoying. I don't like them. Right. All the dancers go back in. So they've all, like, they've been doing their solo pieces. They've been kind of standing in the hallway and then once all the solo pieces are done then the adjudicator brings them all back in to look at technique so he's doing the eight count thing of um walking through technique walking through technical combinations with them and evaluating kind of everyone all together yes Uh walking around looking at their feet looking at their lines all the things kathy is looking through the window in the hallway into the hall where they're doing this and Kelly is leaned up with her back sort of against the window. But right next to her. But right next to Kathy. And she's like, Kathy, stop looking in the window. And Kathy's like, why would I do that? I just want to know. And Kelly's like, it's just not the etiquette. That, that, that's rude. And she's, I, she's right. right. Like, that is super rude. It's very invasive. It's really uncomfortable because your kids see you. Yeah, like, also, yeah. You're throwing them off. Stop. And then Kathy and Kelly just start getting into it. Kathy is eating pizza and screaming at these moms about how they suck. And Kelly's like, or Christy, one of them is like, Kathy, shut up. Stop screaming. And Kathy eating pizza is like, what are you going to do? Beat me up? I'm like, I wish somebody would. would. I wish a bitch would. Literally. (laughs) Someone needs to kick her teeth in. Oh, God. You don't say that to Christy. Oh, man. Christy's like, do you want to go? I will take you out. She's already taking your earrings off. Yeah. She's like, hold this, Kelly. Like, (laughs) she's ready to go. Abby is even like, Kathy, shut up. This yeah. looks really bad. She's trying to help Kathy. She is. She's like, Kathy, this is embarrassing, girl. Shut up. And then they just start screaming at each other. Kathy calls Christy a drunk, which is so annoying. That's so not accurate. Shut up. And then the adjudicator from the Joffrey has to walk into the hallway and say, all of you ladies have pulled my focus, which is not a good thing. If you don't respect me and you don't respect your students, please at least respect the art form. Shuts the door, goes back inside. 
And they're all just like, oh, and they're all boy. like, oh my God. And then he like tells the students a very healthy idea, which Abby tries to say this all the time, which she's like, don't let your moms ruin your life, which is not healthy to say. Right. <laughs> but the adjudicator says, don't let a bad influence ruin your career. That's it. That's better. That's it. The way they're behaving is not appropriate. Do not let that bad influence ruin what's happening in here right, right. now. So we're back in the hallway. We cut a, to a commercial, come back. Christy in her talking head says that she's just mad that Kathy got the best of her. She's like, I was trying to tune her out. I was trying not to be confrontational, but she just kept picking at me and she was standing next to me and it was really difficult for me to not yell at her. And I'm just mad that this is something that kind of got the best of me. And Paige says it's embarrassing. She's like, those moms embarrassed me. Yes. Like finally I, you know, she says it out loud. Like, I don't understand how these kids exist around these. And okay. So I, if Sam and Jacob, if you're listening, you're probably laughing right now because our mom was a lot like these moms. Was she a lot like Kathy? More like Kathy, but she's very, she, yes. I will just say yes without, we don't need to go into a therapy session or whatever, but my, mommy our issues. mom very much, <laughs> oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, our mom very much loved to start stuff and then try and play the victim when people, if anyone ever challenged her back or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I very much know what it's like to be one of these kids and just be like, can they just like stop yelling without yeah. realizing like, this is really problematic. <laughs> I just like, I just want things to be quieter right now. I just don't like it when adults yell. Yeah. yeah that's totally. really what it was. And yeah. Paige is like, this is actively embarrassing Yeah, that they are acting like this as adults. Like go yeah. off Paige. Period. Um, so they leave for the day. They're like, thank you. They peace out. Now we're headed to New Jersey for the competition <laughs> because that's not the focal point. We have a competition to go to. At this point in the episode, I was like, okay, we're about wrapped up, right? Nope. Not we're just going to start it, dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they're in the green room getting ready. Holly is talking about the pressure. You know, we're seeing these kinds of conversations happen. We're going back and forth between the ALDC green room and the Candy Apples green room. God, and I have in my notes, God, Kathy is the worst this week. Like, she is she on, on something one. else. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. I was led astray by her being a little bit okay for about 12 seconds early in the earlier in the episode. Very like, oh, look at Kathy being a source of positive positivity and encouragement. Nope. nope absolutely all not. All came crashing down. Yeah. So we're just going back and forth. This is like this very like amorphous rehearsal, getting ready, whatever. It's not anything new. It's just like a montage of everybody putting on makeup, stretching, running the dance, you know, whatever. Yeah. Abby Lee Dance Company goes first. This music, do you, you don't do you remember off the top of your head the music that you heard during this competition? I no. Okay. I don't usually listen to the music. That's I just okay. know that pretty much all of it is bad. I'm going to play for you the rip off of the song and maybe it will remind you. Okay. It's for people anybody else in the audience who is a musical theater person this song is a direct ripoff of the song cell block tango from chicago cell block tango is about the seven merry murderesses of the cook county jail and eat, they go down the line Catherine zeta jones goes down like everybody goes down the line and explains why they killed their husband and it is Dang. an excellent song it's got excellent choreography it's it is like one of the most iconic numbers in all of musical theater period i actually knew period. the title when you just said it I actually it's like sublock tango like defying gravity from wicked like they're like it is that level of having notoriety listen to this okay i've got them both pulled up 
listener at home, tell me how these two things are different. We're calling, we're standing by. How are these things different? This is the group number. So that's the intro to the group dance. So that's what they did on the show. This is the intro to the song Cell Block Tango. This is all of them saying their their like name sort of of the case. How are those different? Yeah. And they're in prison. Like they have those prison props. Yeah. That they're is, the exact same. You could not have ripped it off any. any oh order. my. It's so annoying to me. <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, The costumes look terrible. Paige is the only one wearing pants, which also bothers me. And Holly is like, I don't love the idea of my daughter being in prison. Yeah. But I'm going to get past it because everybody's in prison and it's the group. It's a character. I'm going to get past it. Right. Melissa, on the other hand, is eating it up because of course she is. Um, Kathy says the Abby Lee dancers jailhouse routine. Not my favorite, <laughs> which is such a Captain thing to say. Yeah. And then Abby says that they were hot, which is a very Abby thing to say. Yeah. I, Yeah. I, again, am not yeah. very okay with children being sexualized. Why does this constantly happen on this show? I can't Stop get my brain it. around it. I can't. I can't and I won't, frankly. <laughs> Are you not <sighs> live, laugh, loving it? I don't. I do not live, laugh, love it. I can't live, laugh, love in these conditions. Um, then we see the candy apples go next. They have a nice, beautiful, like, um, eth uh, ethereal lyrical routine as opposed to being in prison. Right. It's a lot prettier. Jill is eating it up, of course. Did Vivi die at the end of this dance? I also wonder. Because one of the angels picks her up and they all follow us and she like looks like They're limp like and lifeless. They're holding candles Yeah, did she die? <laughs> I think they killed Vivi. It was really funny. I just draws the short end of the stick on these And things. then Kathy goes, oh, I knew I was nervous because my palms were, sh were sweating and my butt was shaking. Just like what like happens to all of us when we are nervous you know how you throw your ass in a circle when yeah. you're nervous yeah <laughs> I'm like i get a little bit of anxiety about? i just start twerking uncontrollably <laughs> my butt was shaking yeah i don't get it but yeah. whatever um Cisco music video we're on to the awards and we're doing top 10 so we're starting with 10th 10th place Abby Lee Dance Company, Oof. Jailhouse Rock, or it was called Heard Him First, which is also a direct rip of Chicago, but whatever. Um, and Christy goes, oh, that's us. <laughs> 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 like she was, her brain was off because she was like, well, we're not like, I'll turn it back on when we get to like top three. Yeah. But they announced it and she goes, oh, that's us. And Ooh. then one point difference, Candy Apples Dance Center. Dang, brutal. I, man. The, the did they jaws. give you marching band flashbacks that things yeah. are separated by one point or oh, like three tenths than, of a point yeah oh constantly oh the worst. seagull high school oh, it was well for you it would have always been seagull high school for yeah. me it was it was different but yeah 
Um, so, okay, going back to the dressing room, the the group did not do well. Tenth place, mm-hmm. piecing out, headed back. Kathy and the squad go to the green room and are, go to Abby's green room and are being really mean. Yeah, they're being like they're being like up they're being rubbing mean. it in their faces. Yeah, they're like Kathy's like, well, we wanted to come in and congratulate you on tenth place, and Chrissy's like, congratulations on ninth. <laughs> Holly says like, I'm genuinely happy for you, or or something to that effect. You're yeah, like, no, whatever. Yeah, congratulations, guys. And then Abby starts crying while they're in there. She's not yelling at Kathy. Kathy's more so yelling at the moms. And the yeah. moms are like, go away, leave. So they like, leave. Yeah, cool, bye. Mackenzie closes the door behind them. But before she closes, she leans up to Holly and goes, bye. And then shuts the door behind them, which and is really Abby funny. Abby yells Satan. She says, you're, you're Satan. Satan. To Kathy, yeah. Yeah, through like very hurt, tearful. You're Satan. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. I, yeah. So then she gets up and leaves after they're gone. And I'm assuming to go like collect herself, which like I would, that would make sense. And Christy gets a call from the Joffrey to offer Chloe a scholarship to their summer program. So Chloe got the scholarship yeah. and Maddie didn't. Right. Which Chloe is, got it. This is like a real thing. This Dang. isn't just like placing in a competition. No. This and is she like went. She goes. She really does it. Yes. Like ballet company. And that's yeah. like huge. Yeah. And so Christy has her on speakerphone, of course. And so everyone yeah. else can kind of hear. And you can see Maddie like kind of drop off. And... And you can see Chloe like mm-hmm. not really celebrate because yep. she knows that she's being watched by her classmates mm-hmm. and they're sad and she knows that. So she can't even be happy for herself. Totally. Um. So then, so Maddie's hearing this phone call and which I'm sure Christy put it on speakerphone because the producers made her, I'm sure she wasn't doing it to just like be rude. Well, maybe also so Chloe could hear. Oh yeah. Probably true. Probably true. So Maddie is hearing this and is understanding that she didn't get it. And she and Melissa start fighting. But did you pick up on the reason why they started fighting? It's very interesting to me. Could you remind me? There was just so much. Melissa is says to her, like, Maddie, get away, move, stop. She's like, Maddie is kind of in Melissa's personal space and she's trying to like get her off. And and Maddie starts to say the, the sentence, I want to organize the makeup kit. So in Maddie's brain, she didn't get it. There's like a rejection, not good enough. And what she wants to do is organize, which is a very like um, kind of anxiety driven response it's to put things together like again. stress cleaning. Literally. And what's really interesting is in the Cosmopolitan article that I read on the or I read parts of it on last week. Um, she talks about how her perfectionism has shifted from dance to cleaning. She's like, my house is spotless. I clean constantly. And that's where my perfectionism is now. So you can see the roots of that in this episode where she has rejection and thinks I need to clean immediately. I need to organize at nine years old, went to clean something. Yeah. And then Melissa is just like screaming at her for no reason. She's like, get away from me. And then she goes behind the curtain where they change. She goes, Madison, get back here. And she's like, Phone taken away for five days, ten days, whatever. I'm like, she, why are you punishing her? What was she doing? So quickly. Yeah. Well, Maddie, like, so she says, I just want to organize. And Melissa, like, pushed her to the side or, or whatever. Yeah. And then Maddie, like, probably had a look on her face. She was just, like, being a little, like, whatever. Because uh, she's also, very, she's way more hurt than her mom is. Yeah. But I think Melissa is mad that. Her daughter is no longer in first place in everything ever. It's really messed and up. And so she's taking it 
really hard because obviously she's been in first place forever. And then she doesn't know how to comfort Maddie. She doesn't feel like she feels like she needs to be comforted. Exactly. And they're both in this weird place of hurt. Where they're both the child. Yeah. And there's no adult. Except Maddie is nine. Yeah. You're an adult. Please act like it. Be there for your daughter. And instead, she just kind of casts her aside and then takes her phone away. Yeah, for, for what? Out of nowhere. I don't know it's why a nine-year-old so, needs a phone in the first place, but that's a different conversation. So stupid. Yeah. So then we see the Candy Apple's green room, and Kendall is, like, kind of flustered about her costume because it doesn't fit really well. Yeah. Starts to cry. Jill tells her to stop crying. Of course, because yeah. we can't have any of our daughters crying. Um, Kathy also says, your makeup's going to run. Stop it. Yeah, which is annoying. Kathy, I do think, is a bit of a better mom than Jill because Jill is like, don't cry. That's dumb. And Kathy is saying, don't cry because there's no reason, which is like, not not great, great. but it's better than stop. You know, she's like, you don't need to cry because you know the dance. The costume is whatever. She she did try and redirect a little bit. Yeah, she's trying to affirm her a little bit, but it's not going very well. Back to the uh, Abby Lee's green room. The moms are stressed. They're trying to get ready. Whatever. Not a big deal. Again, going back and forth between these two rooms kind of constantly. So everybody leaves the room. We're going to the stage. It's Kendall solo. Kendall walks out and her solo is also Queen of Hearts themed. So it's a direct ripoff of Chloe's solo, which is also Queen of Hearts themed. It's literally almost the exact same costume. They look very similar. They are very similar. I Yeah. I'm I'm questioning how this would have happened. Like, what are the odds? It's the, just the producers feeding them information. There's I, no way this be. is natural. No, I well, I was gonna say either someone someone fed that information yeah, to Kathy totally, somehow. Totally. So, um, Kendall spins like she has a lot of turns, and her skirt spins all the way backwards. By the time she leaves, the the back is in the front, which is kind of funny. Um, and she like leaves, and it's like fine, whatever. Maddie is next. Maddie comes out and starts dancing. Her first turn, there's a wobble, and you can see it. I love that song. Oh my god, you're the annoying. wobble. You're annoying. That is a fantastic song, listeners. If you haven't heard oh of the god. wobble, please go look it up. It is one of the most fun hip hop hip hop songs of all time. Are you done talking about hip hop, you white man? Oh man, you done? The wobble is kind of a white song, though. Like a lot of white people know that song. True. You done? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, let's go on. Um, You can see it in Maddie's face that she is stressed. She just had this really ridiculous altercation with her mom. She just got rejected from a ballet school. You can see it in her face that there is something amiss. Yeah. And she does a turn. And as soon as her foot hits the floor, she runs off. She looks at the audience, starts crying, runs off the stage. Because after that turn, she had forgotten the rest of the dance. Because she was too stressed. Yeah, it was literally like a split second. She was like in it man she's like performing mm-hmm. spin oh mm-hmm. god runs off like it is a clear cut yeah between knowing and running yeah. like it's very it's very bizarre and, and it's she, never happened to her before the the panic attack that she goes into is heartbreaking yeah that was hard to watch because it, she keeps saying i've never done this like i've never forgotten something before is what she means and abby's gonna hate me that's what she really focuses on. It's one thing to panic about like, oh, wow, I didn't know I even could forget dances. I've never done that before. That's weird. And then, but it, what she seems to be more worked up over is Abby's going to hate me. And she's just 
falling to pieces. She's beside herself. It's yes. awful. It is so sad. Melissa runs back, you know, she sees her runoff, so she gets up and she runs backstage. Mm-hmm. And she starts blaming the competition folks for just throwing her out there. I didn't even hear my daughter's name announced turning into a Karen. Yeah, like, like, this yeah. isn't our fault. You didn't even prepare her. Blah, 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 whatever. Like, whatever. Chloe says, like, Chloe's next. She's standing in the wings waiting for her turn. She's, like, warming up. and Yeah, and she says... Maddie, I know Maddie goes out and then I hear the music fade and I hear footsteps running into the wings and I see Maddie. And she's like, I'm trying not to let it throw me off, but I feel where she's like, I feel her because I've done that before it and just I understand happened to it. Her. Absolutely. It happened to her last week. You're right. So she's like, I feel it. Like, I understand where she's coming from, but she can't move because it's her turn next. Her costume, even though her and Kendall's dances are the same, Chloe's costume is way better. The concept is more fully realized. The, um, tone of the red is a way better use of the of the fabric and the lighting kindles is ridiculously ugly the length is appropriate of the skirt it's not too short or it's not too long i mean it's shorter so that she can spin and it not do a tornado around her body yeah it looks she looks way better well the funny thing is before she even went out there like in the green room and they were talking about how like chloe's costume was in like 17 different pieces Mm -hmm. and and abby of course i think she was putting makeup on maddie or something because of course she was of course Uh, she was and she looks over and under her breath, only so Maddie can hear it, says, like, that's a lot of costume. Like, yeah. talking about Chloe. And she goes, don't look, but that's a lot of costume. That's a lot of costume. Like, what, why are you having, like, a buddy-buddy conversation with your nine-year-old friend? Friend, yeah, your, your prodigy that you're in love with. Yeah, so gross. And so she goes out. She looks way better. Christy notices that as Chloe is dancing her solo, Abby starts crying. And she's like, she's crying because Maddie forgot something and Maddie made a mistake and Abby's losing her mind. She was like welling up before Chloe even started. And that's how you know. Yeah. Like, it wasn't she was so overwhelmed because of Chloe or whatever. Yeah. And Kelly leans forward and sees it. And she's Did like, Did you oh see God. it? Yeah. She yeah. leans forward and goes, <gasps> like, yeah. like her eyes get real big. And, and she... Christy in her talking head goes, I thought we were supposed to save our tears for the pillow. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is an incredibly problematic thing, obviously, Sick that burn. Abby has said before. Yeah. Save your tears for the pillow. Like, that is so dark and not okay. And also, and, you're not doing it. Yeah. So and now, yeah, live by your own words, Abby. Yeah. Chloe, you know, she does great. After she's done, Abby immediately gets up and leaves. Uh huh. Chloe runs back to the green room and goes and directly like hugs Maddie and is like trying to comfort her because she knows how she feels so sweet. She can't even enjoy like her own like, hey, I think I did really well. Nope. Also, the full scholarship to the most prestigious ballet academy in the country. No, that doesn't matter. That matters because Maddie is upset and Abby's upset now. I almost think that, it, you know, with how Abby treats Maddie, like all the other kids also kind of think that, that she's like the golden child. Oh, yeah. And so like they have they to all run know. the support. I mean, it could also be like, hey, we're all good friends and we hug each other and that's great. You can see it, it, it you know, when they hug Brooke when she comes back, for uh-huh, example, like uh-huh. they want to be supportive. But like it really f- seems like even they might. Oh, yeah. They know something's Maddie up. Maddie more because totally. of how Abby treats her and blah, blah, blah. Totally. You hear Melissa there because they're behind that black curtain again where they change. And Maddie is crying and Melissa says, Maddie, you have to stop. Like in in terms of like stop the emotion. Melissa, you are a bad mom. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad parenting. I know I'm not a parent. That's awful parenting to see your child be an emotional wreck and just tell them to stop. That's that's basically an admission Dude. that you don't have the tools to actually deal with it. 
dude, just stop. Maddie, I stop. I don't mean to generalize because like sometimes parents have to tell their kids to stop doing something, of course. Duh. But in that moment, it's because she lacks the parenting skills to to be the person yeah. that she needs to be for her daughter. To parent. She's like, I don't know how to deal with this. You need to stop. stop. Put the onus on her. Yeah. It's not your job, stop the crying. parent, to comfort your child and to to make it so that she does stop organically. Her. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. No, no, no. Just stop, Maddie. It's awful. Jesus. So the other moms come in and Abby's there and they start calling her out on the favoritism. Okay. Here are my thoughts about this argument. Because Abby knows she's wrong. And I, my two weaknesses, what are my two weaknesses, Eli? That you're in love with Jake Paul. No, that I think Jake Paul is hot. I'm not That's right. I think that, Jake Paul is hot. What I meant. And... And, oh, God, that you cry when you get mad? Yes. Right. When I am mad about something and I start to cry, my body gives me away, right? In those moments, you can tell I'm upset because I'm involuntarily crying. Abby knows that the jig is up and is crying. And she keeps – and she's doing what I do and I get angry and I start crying – She's wiping away the tear before it even leaves the eye because she doesn't want to cry in this moment. She wants to kind of like toughen up and harden up so that nobody can like get through to her soul. But the crying is like the first like crack in the armor. Yep. So she starts crying and it is game over because as Abby is realizing this like feeling and as it's escaping, the moms are just getting started. So as they're like going in on Abby, she is deteriorating and she's not even speaking because she knows they're right. And that is such a rare thing. Cause there have been other times we've seen where like Abby, you have to know that you're wrong in this instance, but she just like doubles and triples like, no. down on it. But right now she's so caught red handed. Because she always says, I don't play favorites. She all That's her whole thing. And then she gaslights the moms to, to be like, no, that's what you're putting on me. Yep. But now, because she can't keep herself from crying, now she knows that she's getting called out on her Absolutely. BS. She's and Holly so picks up on it. She's like, you can't say anything because you're lying. Like, you have been lying to us about this. Right. Don't even start. We've caught you in this. What is What is a lie? What I honestly thought was i guess i'll use the word impressive was like this is a moment that the moms have almost been waiting for like yes. they finally have got, they've got her. her they've got evidence they've got proof they're 100 right start yep. to finish yep. abby is 100 wrong start to finish and they but they don't they, I don't, they didn't dogpile, which is what you could no. very easily have seen happening. They probably they were, should have. Right. And, yeah. But they were speaking. Every right they didn't yell. Mm -hmm. They didn't call her names or, or directly insult her. They're mm -mm. just like, this was wrong, Abby. Yeah. You know that it was wrong. This is unfair to children. Blah, 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 blah. Instead yeah. of screaming, I would have been going nuts, man. This is like, this is my moment. I've yeah. been waiting for it. Totally. But they didn't. They 100% kept their cool, which mm -hmm. I was so surprised by, especially considering the nature of the show. I oh, thought this yeah. was about to be the grand finale. Like this it whole episode was fireworks. It's it's like when your parent tells you, like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Like, I thought you were going to scream and somehow this was worse. Well, they had her. This was worse. And they knew. And she, they knew yep. they were right. And like. Everybody in that room knew who was right and who was wrong. Abby's main um, defense mechanism is stonewalling, right? Her best argument is that you're wrong. 
Right. That's her um, approach to arguing. And she knows in this moment in time that she can't, she doesn't have the emotional bandwidth to stonewall somebody. So she has no argument. Which is shocking. Yeah. So she, she just can't. She just is sitting there. Gianna comes in to get the moms for awards, for the solo awards. And Abby's having a full-on meltdown. Just crying. She doesn't go. She doesn't go. Solo awards. Kendall gets seventh. And then they go up. They start with third. And Chloe and they say who gets third. They get to second place. And the camera, for a split second, cuts to Christy. Christy makes eye contact with Chloe and winks at her. And I'm like, oh my God, I love them. Yeah. And then Chloe gets first. Their dynamic is pretty fantastic. Ugh, I love her. Chloe gets first. She Hell wins. Yeah. Maddie doesn't place, obviously, because she ran off and they wouldn't let her start over. Uh, yeah, Chloe wins. Abby wasn't there for the awards, like you said. And Holly says, like, Abby, if this kind of don't cry and support your teammate behavior is what you want... You need to model that behavior. Yeah. What an educator. Yeah, she's a principal. <laughs> like that yeah, model that behavior model, is oh like God. you hear that all the time in education that yep. you as a teacher are supposed to model behavior. Yep. Yeah, what an educator. I, that, that gave me a little chuckle. Yeah, I'm like, come on, Holly. Yeah. When she asks for specific criticism or specific critique. Feedback. I'm like, yeah. that's a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. This is a feedback culture. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. Um, and then they're like, you know, again, like, why didn't you even come to awards? Whatever. Abby says, see you guys on the flip side and leaves. And literally pieces out the door. Just walks out the door. Goodbye. And everybody is confused except Melissa. And Melissa says, oh, Abby's just going to go home. Did Melissa not go to the awards either? Because how does she know that? I don't remember. But also, can we talk about how, like, not organic it was that Abby said, see you on the flip flip side why would you what, what are you a, michael scott yeah. <laughs> he's like catch on the flip and he flip and throws the basketball behind him like like it, what a she's weird never thing. said that, that before. that is not no that she's never said she's like you know i'm gonna try something out today see i'm gonna catch on the flip side <laughs> what a weirdo um but I, like melissa is not confused because i bet melissa didn't go to the awards and stayed back and had a meltdown with abby and then convinced abby or abby told her that she was just gonna go home the moms like abby gets into a taxi that's waiting outside the other moms follow her and are like what are you doing what's yeah. going on and she's like i need a break she says your kids are fine without me kelly says that she's known her for forever and has never seen her like she's known her for 30 years and so she's never seen her like this yeah and i and that's I it the truest words that Abby has ever said in her entire life were, your kids will be fine without me. <laughs> Period. Your kids, Ab your kids nay, will be better off without me. Your kids will be far better off without me. Yeah, yeah Gianna knows what she's doing, and you should just probably let her take over and never show your face again. <laughs> and just, like, go away forever. Exactly. And that's it. Dude, I'm curious. I, okay. <laughs> I'm like... So oh, I I only watch the episodes for the ep for the episodes of your podcast that we record. Right. I don't go and also watch the other ones. I only get Dance Mom's content, which I do. Uh, I listen to the episodes of the right. podcast, but I am very curious to know what is going to happen in the next episode. I have so many questions. Mm -hmm. What is Abby going to do? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to spoil well, it. Well, obviously. But. I'm just. Yeah. Oh, man. Usually it's like, well, the next episode is just, the, you know, same trailer, different park. But like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
that's not an original joke. That's the name of a Casey Musgraves album. That's really funny though. Yeah. I like that. Um, just like next I really... week, it's like, how is this? Like, what do I predict is going to happen? Like, because it's a no very idea. formulaic structure of a TV yeah. show, and it's like, well, now the formula doesn't work anymore. Like, yeah, what's going no... on? Oh, Gianna gets up and says, "All right, so we've got a pyramid. You're all at the top. Let's get <laughs> started, like, everyone." <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Extra shout out yeah. to Chloe because she won and got a scholarship. But you're all great. Let's go dance. Chloe won and got a scholarship. She absolutely crushed this episode. And this episode literally was not even about her. It was about so Kathy and Abby and all that nonsense. Like and the, Maddie. The, the, and Maddie, yes. Very much so Maddie. Which is fine. Uh, but but also, it no, it's not. It wasn't about her in the way that it usually is. Like, she had her worst day. Yeah. And so, like, that's, I guess, worth highlighting. But this should have been more about Chloe. And this poor kid just cannot catch a break. a break as far as the show is concerned. Totally. Well, dang. That's it. That's why I told you, like, having a having this conversation with somebody I didn't know very well was going to be a real struggle. There's Because it's a very nuanced episode. Yeah, I... The episode is mainly about a problem that is never said out loud. You know, by Abby. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's... I don't even know where to be. I know we've just been talking about it, but I don't know how to, like, summarize all the things that just happened. It's just... It it, it all just came to a head. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. This felt like a season finale. Yeah. And I, like, and I don't know not. how you go forward in a seat because this was incredible, like, reality television yes it was bangers non-stop they all were playing no all filler. the hits yeah you know uh i i my god i again <laughs> i'm exhausted right now i feel yeah. like i need to i need to lie down well what we can do is we can shift and talk about music we can talk about music i want to talk about music because i want to never think about this episode ever again <laughs> all right well i've got what uh, you got? I'm going to put it on the, because I would like to remind listeners, I have a playlist now of all these songs compiled. Okay. It's on my Spotify. It's called the Pyramid Bops. I'm going to add the songs well, that we're I talking have about a, today. I have a problem then. What? Uh, because I don't just have one song. That's okay. I have a playlist that is what also is on Spotify. And I'm going to, let me make sure I've got the name correct. So a while ago, uh, I've talked about my brothers a lot uh, on this episode, but here we go again. Um, when we were kids, we had our neighborhood pool mm -hmm. and this was, uh, to, again, I'm 32. I was born in 1990. They were born in 92 and 94. And so we grew up in the nineties and early two thousands. We were at the pool every day during right. the summer, during those years. And so we made a playlist of songs <gasps> that were played on the radio at that time. And this is thing is best. called, the playlist is called green river drains no chains and i'll explain that okay green river is a rendition of the pool game sharks and minnows okay where one player is it and sure. they stay in the middle of the water we had like a 12 foot deep end one player just kind of treads water in the middle they call green river all the kids are lined up on one side they have to get from that side to the other side without yeah. being tagged by the person who is it once you are tagged you join them as being it in the middle right the continues yeah. until there's just one person left uh, and if they make it across, then they win. If not, then the game just, you start over. I think the first person that was tagged is the next person that's it, or he can volunteer, whatever, whatever great game. And it's called drains, no chains, because there were 
like two small drains at the very bottom of the 12 foot deep end Mm -hmm. that were a temporary home base. So you could dive really deep down and put your hand on that drain. And while you had that, the person Mm -hmm. who was it could not. While you were 12 feet under. Right. And so it was like a test of endurance. Like you had to go under and hold your breath for as long as you could until one of you gave up. It was just like the person who's it's like, I can't do it anymore. And they swim up. Yeah. And then you swim across the bottom, touch the wall. You're good to go. Dang. No chains means there were some people that liked to play the rule that once you touch the other side or you are actively touching a drain, you can reach out and grab your friend's hand. And they, by extension, are also either safe on the drain or or have made it to the side wall. And that's weak because like. (laughs) super tall kids you just like fall into the water and you can grab the foot of somebody in front of you yeah it's there's there's no competition in that so we would always call uh hey guys we'd yell across the pool deck you know there's 50 kids across the pool deck Mm -hmm. like hey we're gonna play green river we'd announce like all right no chains drains are fine here we go yeah and then that's that and we'd start playing the game so the playlist is called green river comma drains no chains and it includes such hits as Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Oh, my God. Amazing 90s song. Uh, I'm adding that see. one to the playlist. Yeah. Uh, what? Ooh, so I'll give you a couple. There's um, Every Morning by Sugar Ray. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. Anything by the Goo Goo Dolls or Eve 6 or Train or Matchbox 20. Third Eye Blind. Uh, oh, here's one you need to add. This is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And it's Wonderful by Everclear. This is, I'll actually, I'm, I want to play a little bit of this. Hang on. It might not start immediately. Hey, ain't life wonderful? Wait. Yes. That's very cool. Yeah, I absolutely, oh God, please stop. There we go. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't find the pause button. Um, but yeah, there's just so much like 90s and early 2000s nostalgia in that playlist. So if you're even remotely my age, like mid 20s to even like early 40s or so, mm-hmm. you absolutely remember most of these songs. You may not know the names of them, but if you just hit shuffle and go through that, man, you're going on a trip. Yeah, I you're, love that. You're going for a ride. And so I, I listen to that whole playlist and I'm just back. At totally the pool, and it's it's great totally simpler time you know <laughs> yes um okay the song i picked i can't not talk about it i've put it off for a couple weeks to give my listeners a gd break from my fangirling but i can't do it anymore who are we what is this lynn manuel miranda or something no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> i'm not i'm not his biggest fan oh we've talked about it's, we've talked about this before i don't particularly enjoy him um it's a new song by produced by Jacob Collier with Lizzie McAlpine because I love her featuring the guitar stylings of John Mayer. Oh boy. It is a song called never going to be alone. And I want to explain the concept of the song before I play it. So the idea, which she is so good at writing songs about feelings that I feel that I am the only person who experiences them. Interesting. I I listened to her album Five Seconds Flat. Like that's the name of the album. I listened to it. I, say, that's I a listened really short to it album. front to back probably at least twice a week, straight through. Wow. Because it is so like the beginning song is 
I'm just going to go on a tirade for just a second. Indulge me. Okay, because this episode was really hard. And I want to talk about music that I like. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the beginning of the album is a song called Doomsday. And it is a song that articulates the feeling of being in a relationship that you know is going to end. And she's saying, I just wish that this would just be over. I know that Doomsday is close at hand. Just let's just go ahead and end it. This isn't working. Whatever. There, my guy. And then the next song is called is the name of the song is called you again. And it is the, the feeling of calling up your ex, which this happened to me. This has happened to me before calling up your ex and screaming and getting into an argument and having it out. And I should stop like this should be the end, but it's not because I know I'm going to call you again. And like, Oh my God. So the album is really good. And she's been hinting about other, you know, like the deluxe version of the album, right? This will probably be on the deluxe version of the album. And it is, again, a feeling that I thought I was the only person who had, but I guess I'm not because this song reached a million streams in a week. So apparently I'm not the only person who feels it. Well, half those are half you. Of the, I was going to say, like, 90 bazillion of them are me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the idea, the concept of the song is that you are ha- – how am I going to say this? You're having a very, like, positive experience with someone – in a physical place, right? And because I will continue to be in that physical space and the physical space has the memory of you attached to it, I'll never be alone, right? She says, there's a patch of sunlight in my room on the carpet uh, on the carpet when I held you for the first time in June. And she says, like, like because I have this carpet and because there's this patch of sunlight and because we had an experience together in this space. I'll never be alone because I'll always have this with me in this I space. I very much know that feeling. You are not alone in that. It's great. Uh, it's but great. yeah, I like that a lot. I like that imagery. So I'm going to fast forward. But And there's also John Mayer has a guitar solo. Which does he is sing like, it all? I'm no, sorry, does he whisper? Just, it's in- just guitar. It's okay, sick. no whispering. I'm going to fast forward. It's incredible. He keeps going. It's just his guitar, but I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Key change. Very R&B. Yeah. It is so good. I, I can vibe with that for sure. I'm going to pass away. I love that song. That's, and I love her. Like her, every time she puts out a song, I'm like, that's me. You know what I mean? Like every, every time it is all killer, no filler. Every song she has a, is a That's a, a great banger. <sighs> you never listened to Sum 41, did you? No, because I'm not a straight white man. Well, yeah, but you were. I'm also not 32. Okay. <laughs> The album All Killer No Fillers by a band called Sum 41. It's like the most elementary music ever. But I think one or two of those songs are actually on that uh, on the playlist. Green River playlist. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Well, we made it to the end of the episode. Mama, we did. Holy hell, we Mama, did it. We made it. Um, I am going to 
change it again a little bit. Um, I'm going to stop putting in the bumper at the end of the episode because some of my social media has been changing and evolving and whatever. My link tree is in the description of the episode. So if you want links to social media following, if you want the link to the playlist, if you want the link to my TikTok or Instagram or Twitter or email or voicemail, it's all in the link tree. I think that way I don't have to go through every single thing and say it all. Yeah. I think that. Helpful. And when you say it, people have stuff to like go in and type it out. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's easier. You like, click Oh, I'll just press right here. Yeah. So that's the, all do. of my, yeah, that's what you do. All of my social stuff voice. is just linked into the, um, linked in the link tree. So can if I, you want to leave that, there it is. It's in the description. Can I, before the episode's over, hmm. if you've made it this far today is my friend Scott's birthday. Everybody shouts out to Scott. Scott is one of the, best people ever and i love him very much uh and then my i have three other birthdays i've shared a post on facebook i have like oh my four God. my my like four best friends we all have birthdays less than a month apart uh-huh uh three of us in the same week so grant chris patrick and scott have the most birthday, white guys. guy i know ever. i just went right down the list didn't i <laughs> i also have a friend named john you want to make fun of him too yeah john you suck <laughs> <laughs> oh god dang well, right. as is per the new outro for the episodes, the new send off is listeners, my guest, I love you and I'm proud of you. Oh, dang. Wait, when did you start that? Last week. Oh, I haven't finished. I know you haven't. It's okay. Yet. But yeah, oh, that's the new spoiler outro. alert. I love dang you. It. and I'm, It's not not if you're listening to them chronologically. It's not. Well, for me, it is. Oh, my God. So I'm I'm not proud of you. I love you. I'm not proud of you. <laughs> you specifically, Eli. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, everybody else who's not Eli, I love you and I'm proud of you. And I will see you next week. Unbelievable. Goodbye. Bye.